So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast and it's one that we as a team have been looking forward to for quite a while. We've got Sophie here who founded the amazing Discord server that we all met in and I'm sure you recognise our other special guest if you've been anywhere on uh, Formula 1 social media. It is of course Matt from WTF1 Um their podcast was sort of the reason I came up with the idea of our, us doing our own. Um, and it's where I based a lot of our segments off of. So thanks, Matt. Careful, uh, we, and, do, we don't want to get uh, taken to court for this. We uh, 50% royalties. <laughs> bold of you to assume we get royalties. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, bold of you to assume we make money. Uh, but no, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much uh, you, to you both for coming on. Definitely a fanboy moment when... You joined the call. It's like, oh my God, this is actually happening. <laughs> Shall we get going then? Yeah. Uh, yes. This good. week, uh, we're talking about our favourite sort of classic races. So one's not from the 2021 season, uh, except from Canada 2011, because that's everyone's favourite race. That just that always wins. It. I still haven't finished watching it. Yeah, Mia, didn't you start watching it at like twelve o'clock today? Chris, Chris, you're not one to talk about not finishing watching things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's 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 wipe that one under the carpet. But I still, we, I still I, have half an hour left. I have half an hour. Left. I added the caveat of not Canada 2011 because I I briefly went round the call yes uh, last week and it was like, what's everyone's favourite? And everyone, you could see someone said Canada 2011, and everyone else just went, yep, yeah. So it's kind of like any other race is fine. <laughs> So, well, Richard, you added that caveat. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I've also got Alex. Alex sent me a few. So, okay. Before, before. Well, let's hear from Alex then. Bowling. Okay. So, yeah, let's see what he said. I mean, he sent me a, a nice, healthy list. Uh, so, Brazil 2008, but he said, but that's, you know, quite obvious. Uh, but then his next choices would be either Turkey or Italy 2020. Mm. Uh, for Which recent Italy ones. Italy 2020. We have three. Uh, I think he'll mean Monza mm. by the fact that he's just called it Italy, not yeah. Emilia Romagna del Made in Italy 2021, etc., <laughs> <laughs> etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, he's also said Silverstone 2021, but that's because he was there. Also fair enough. Uh, and has also said Japan 2005 and Brazil 2009, which were both good races. Uh, Japan 05, I th- believe that's the one Raikkonen came through from like 17th or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. a great race. Uh, and then Brazil 2012 and Germany 2019 are ruled out because of Hulkenberg heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> He's just listed, I mean, wasn't it one? Have we just gone through the entire? Uh, I mean, I did ask him for Everybody one. Everybody else doesn't need to ask. That's right, that's it. Cover, Goodbye. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> we can go home that. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Uh, told you it wouldn't yeah. take long. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's picked out some good ones there. I mean, Brazil 2008, you, you can't look past that, really. That's a, yeah. that's, that's think, as close as a title fight. was better. 2012 yeah? Brazil was definitely better because obviously you had the drama at the end. Mm. But as an actual racing spectacle, I think 2012 Brazil was better. Obviously, you had Vettel punted around. Yeah, because that was a start to finish sort of thing, wasn't it? You had Alonso out there on dries as it was getting really wet and he did one of the most miraculous saves in the history of Formula One. And yeah, I I think that one as an actual race was probably 
better if you actually looked at the uh, the energy of the race. But I guess because of Hamilton winning on the last corner, everyone will remember that part. But uh, everyone loves and is that Glock? Yeah, <laughs> is that Glock on the second to last corner of the last lap? It's just yes, it's mad. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm not even like it's 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 openly known on the podcast. I'm not a massive Hamilton fan. Um, just yeah, I, I shoo me and everyone else but you know i i don't i don't hate the guy but it's like that was a that was a pretty brilliant way to win your first world championship especially after the way he he lost out the year before like uh, beaching yeah. it in the gravel trap in china is not not exactly the uh the style Conspiracy. he wants to go <laughs> i mean they have when he writes his book now. we'll find out that they weren't allowed to win that title i guarantee it <laughs> But then, um, what else is he got? Like, I mean, Turkey 2020 was, I, I, I think that was fun just because it was completely not what we expected. Chaos. Yeah, like we, we went into the weekend and all the drivers were like, oh yeah, we're going to take turn eight flat. It's going to be amazing. And then everyone's just like tiptoeing their way around. As Imagine if calling like, some a race where Hamilton won by half a minute a classic. That's that's. Uh, that's I mean, that's he he is a massive Hamilton fan, so yeah. I feel yeah. like there is an element of bias in there. So, not not that I'd be picking like Austria twenty twenty or anything. <clears throat> Lando third, what a race! <laughs> Amazing no, race. It was a good race, but I don't think it was like one of the the classics. Um, the Iconic last moment. Yeah, the last couple of laps is. It's, it, like, that's the thing there's it's very hard for a race to be amazing start to finish you you have to have something happen at the start like one of the lead contenders like we had with brazil 2012 and vettel got spun it has to happen and then there has to be that that sort of capability of that massive comeback like if we had a this sort of year if we had george in a williams or mick in his Haas spun around at the start you're like well that's it race is run because you know they're not going to fight their way back to the front and fight for a win. Like, yes, we've had great points this year with George qualifying supremely highly, but, you know, if he ends up at the back, that's it's, it's, he's not going to get points this weekend sort of thing. So, Chris, as the uh, the other resident Hamilton fan, what what, what are your favourites? Okay. Um, it's like year 2020. Um, it was just mad um another conspiracy yeah george and the mercedes george didn't have a flat there was no puncture Um, (laughs) okay okay if you say so um one that singapore 2017 i think it was oh well the the max sandwich and max um just hit each other (laughs) i love i love going back to that one because i all i remember is um they followed the first corner and then you know seb's escaped from it all eventually and like you know he's not got his front wing or whatever but then the camera just cuts to him and he's going backwards around the corner <laughs> yeah and he's just kind of like hang on a minute something's not right here he, he spins as well there's just this gaping hole in the side of his car you're like hmm, yeah. i think you might need to stop um tuscany 2020 um the and Magello again chaos i felt like anyone probably could have won that race because everyone seemed to like crashing yeah uh, 11 finishers another reason i picked singapore 2017 that was i think it's the last time we had a time limited race that was actually a race not <laughs> looking at you belgium 2021 oh uh, come on that's not um, really a race i think we've yeah 
discussed that at length at this yeah, another conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> that's not a conspiracy that's just money <clears throat> sorry and, john <clears throat> so, sorry. So, i enjoyed the abu dhabi 2018 i think it was um because for once there was actually action um i think was that the race we lost drs as well and yeah, that's that's started, that's why there was action screaming through the pack, which seems so counterintuitive. You take away yeah. the overtaking assist, and there's more overtakes. But that was also but... a heart wrenching race because I think everyone who was leaving just retired. Mm. Um, was, wasn't all... that the race that Hulk flipped upside down? Is that I the think right it one? Was yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was also the year we saw rain. Not enough for there to be <laughs> rain, but we did see rain. It, it fell from the sky. We still need Bernie Eccleston sprinklers for that to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, ben, do you want to go next? Well, uh, most of mine have been ticked off. Can have Canada 2011. Well, that's that's because it's just then, such such a good race. Yeah. So then I would go to Brazil 2012 because Jensen won that as well. So, but we spoke about that. So then... I would go to Austria 2020 just for the moment that Lando got third because we could mm. obviously talk about Hamilton's penalty and say, oh, another conspiracy for another time. <laughs> we'd just say that. <laughs> but I would um, just like to point out, don't you claim there's a conspiracy against McLaren? That's specific, <laughs> That's specifically uh, my beef with Michael Massey, all right? <laughs> and it's specifically against Lando. Ah, even though Lando okay. got third, thanks to a penalty. Yeah, it's for another time, Chris. For another time. <laughs> that was last season. That was last. Okay. Yeah, but for the moment when Lando got third, as I was watching it with my brother and dad, like the moment we seen, he was under five seconds that everyone just started cheering. It was like forever. It was, oh, it was so tense though because he comes around turn nine and the time ticks under five. And then as he goes through turn 10, the clock just disappeared. Yeah. yeah. And then between there and the line, you're thinking, well, he was ahead. <laughs> is he still? And then there's just that like really awkward pause where everything is just so tense. And then you hear it over the radio. It's like, you've done it. And it's like, yes. But like, it was, oh, nah. the suspense there was unbelievable. That was the considering one time it was third. <laughs> That's the one time that I cannot floor the F1 TV direction one bit. They got that absolutely spot on with how they yeah. showed the penalty. Yeah, um, I can't say that too, all too often, but that no. was that was we, perfect. We've, we've definitely been ribbing them this yeah. year, so <laughs> oh, God. You're, you're you're free to join in on that if you like. Lance Stroll, <laughs> uh, the classic now. Oh, it is. It's, it's an instant classic. Um, I did, however, co commend them somewhat on the race coverage last time because it always seemed to be like when Lewis made for it, went for a move and didn't quite make it, they instantly cut to another move that was happening elsewhere down the field. Whereas other races we've seen, they'd have stuck with Lewis a bit longer and then we'd have only got the other overtaken a replay sort of thing. So mm. for me, it was marginal improvements last time out, but you know, there's there's ways to go yet. But. I just hate seeing all the action in like the little screens oh, that yes. are put next to the names, and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what, what is going this? on there? Can we? That's mainly because you're broadcast for ants. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> literally when I've not got my glasses on there's just no point I'm like Matt what's going on <laughs> I like that with my glasses on <laughs> <laughs> now see normally the thing is if I'm on if I'm on the discord server and I'm in the the group call there's a nice healthy delay between my broadcast and other people's broadcasts so I'm just sat there like ah yes lights out and away we go as I watch Mazepin roll up to the back of the grid because <laughs> I'm hearing everyone go oh my god and then about a minute and a half later I'm like oh, whoa <laughs> I couldn't do that I that do is a that. flaw that is a flaw yeah. in the discord that it just can't be fixed unless we all paused and then played at the same time but that gets really and, and then and then twitter's ahead of you and then yeah, yeah. It's, it's never going to be perfect I think it's unless you have like a, a simulcast where everything is done instantly it's not going to work because like I go through because obviously we in the UK we have Sky, but I don't have Sky. I have now TV. So obviously Sky broadcast it, and then now TV get hold of it, and then it comes to me. So there's that that extra daisy chain of delay. So I think that's why I'm quite far behind daisy everyone else. Chain of delay. I've never heard that phrase in my entire life. Sky You're and on them. Welcome to it. Have a, a small delay of their own, which is a bit annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a delay of some kind, but it's. Yeah, it's when when you go through the the series of events that it takes to get to me that it's like, yep, okay. So someone just sat in their living room in uh, in the Netherlands is about a minute ahead of me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they're already singing Supermax. Yeah, you can hear that. You can hear the song, and they're already at the chorus while you're just on the <laughs> intro. <laughs> Shall we come to you then, Matt? For I've already said mine. I've already said Brazil 2012. There you go. Straight out. I mean, obviously, Canada as well as up there, as you, you know, we can't speak about it, though. Um, well, I, I mean, we're free to speak about it. It was just the fact that everyone was just going to yeah, say Canada gonna 2011 say, if I didn't cover well, it I off. I mean, we waited four hours for it, so I'm not sure it does go down as the most enjoyable spectacle, just purely because it took ages to bloody watch it. Um, and also, Jen, I will not have Jensen, uh, people heralding Jensen Button for an incredible drive. He wipes out Lewis Hamilton. He wipes out Fernando Alonso, still wins because of luck basically and everyone's like he's yeah. the greatest driver on earth i will not have that jensen button drove well in that race he drove terribly and somehow won um but yeah, it was still very good um what else was uh, i guess Matt, i did what... just want to point out you, you do realize who the photo of is behind sophie right oh yeah no i mean okay, good, no, good. in no our di- living room no. <laughs> soph had it it was expensive it was going up you know whether i liked it or not so um <laughs> good choice yeah. you, you chose yeah, life no i, I didn't yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Um, I think um, I think what made Canada good though was the suspense of waiting as well. I no, really, I'm sorry, the suspense. I there really was four enjoyed hours. that. What well, you enjoyed waiting for four hours? Yeah, I remember me and my that dad is sat rubbish. there. We was like, we so was so like, had a picnic on the floor. It was oh, it was great. It was such good memory because oh, we were sitting in the bar as well. Then yeah, <laughs> I was just like, Matt, um, is, is Sophie normally a really patient person? No. No. I was going to say this goes completely against the grain. <laughs> but no, what you uh, what you said about um, Belgium, Chris? No, I really wasn't that patient with Belgium. I was okay for about two hours, and then I was just What's like, the right. I feel like I feel like the difference is that Canada actually got going. Yeah, no, but you, she said she and then the and suspense. then we had the stop. Yeah, but we'd we'd already had some action before yeah. we had the red flag. <laughs> Not, so not it, wanting it, to like completely back myself that into that, a corner. Say that too, that's why the safety car isn't action because I'd say that. Absolutely I am, is. I am a hundred percent against that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've, I think I've done more laps in a go-kart in better conditions than that and had more fun than watching those two laps. It was, yeah, not not a race in my books. I was not happy with that weekend because that was the first weekend I had off since Austria. That was the first weekend where I could watch a race. Two laps I got to watch. I would... Fuming. Positively fuming. Tamping, fuming, raging. I'm Welsh. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's that that one was annoying for me because I, I I I work Sunday evenings, so I'm annoyingly going to have to surreptitiously work, watch this while I'm at work. Um, don't tell my boss. Uh, <laughs> I work in a supermarket and it's shut, so it's fine. All else happens, I'll just have like an earphone in. It's, it's all cool. Um, but it meant that with the three hour delay that we had for Spa, I was try to like wolf down my dinner and get ready and it's still just like okay yeah we've gone out and we've gone back in and it's like in that time i hadn't even like finished my dinner so it's just it was over before it even begun really but yeah i think i feel like that's going to go down in one of the one of if not the worst race air quotes there uh of all time because i mean that was just terrible <laughs> and that's putting it lightly <laughs> Thank goodness the F1 commission is looking at regulation changes. Yeah, finally. I mean, that's the thing. They always look at regulation changes after the fact, like 2005 USA Grand Prix. Now there's the minimum of so many cars need to be running to call it event. So, you know, we didn't have that problem when only six cars turned up. So it's it's a, one of those, oh, no, a problem happened and everyone's unhappy. Let's fix it. Oh, look, we're doing so good. Instead of proactively getting ahead of the, the problem. I mean, obviously, in some cases, that's, you know, you're you're fighting infinitesimally smaller fires at that point. Like, what are the odds of a certain event occurring? But something like a, a completely washed out race, as much as it is rare, this is planet Earth, and we do go to some places with very changeable climates. So I don't feel like that should be such an unprecedented situation. When in the past, we've had qualifying moved, we had it at Japan a couple of times and we've had all sorts of stuff. We've yeah, F, free practice sessions are easy enough to just cancel. It's just free practice. The less data the teams have, the better, in my opinion. But, you know, that's because I like watching fun stuff, not, oh, look, we've calculated the nth degree of what millimeter of tire that Lewis is going to use around turn eight. So he can go for exactly 62 laps before he needs to pit for the softs. It's like, just get rid of that. I'm all, I, I, that's why I quite enjoyed the preseason testing cut down because there was less of it. Um, that they're then ramping straight back up again next season. Um, uh, that's more understandable in a way because it's got a completely new regulation set. But at the same time, I would still quite like to see them go into that first race with absolutely no data. And then they all come to Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, okay, let them do like a shakedown test to make sure everything's working, but not like eight hours a day, three days a week sort of thing. So I'm, I'm all for letting them like test reliability. What I don't want them is them getting all like the, the aero data before they've even got to the point so that before you've even got to the first race, everyone's ordered like 62 different upgrades and suddenly everyone's a mile faster let's let's see that battle happen through the season rather than 
until the summer break and then everyone does another step so that's that's uh, that's the way i'd like to see it go personally but i mean one one of I, i'm gonna segue onto my my one of my favorite races uh well more just for the absolutely chaotic start and the fact that we got two of them because gotta love murray he was a legend uh 98 at spa spa yeah yeah that was that was mental just watching all the teams scramble to get the tea cart ready it's difficult how you measure a classic race though isn't it like that exactly you know, yeah. most people are out the race already and it, it, you know, it wasn't exactly a great race after that but everyone's like oh well they all crashed so therefore it's a classic it's crazy it's it's those moments though isn't it that's the thing that's the bits yeah. that people remember you go to football you don't like you don't remember a, a the match, entire 90 minutes yeah, yeah a match isn't necessarily like just because the match is a classic doesn't mean the 90 minutes were full of yeah. action like rooney's bicycle kick in the manchester derby that's a brilliant goal and is probably up there with the classics but i wouldn't say that the whole match was mm. so it's it's much the same as any sport really which you know is is fine we can't expect it to be like a hundred percent balls to the wall action every single go but you know it's yeah. it's those special moments that make it what it is <laughs> it's a special moment they all crashed <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> special. david david did just such majestic things with his car that day it just <laughs> oh never seen such car control since mazapin made his debut <laughs> we'll come to him later <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'll be jumping off the call at that point <clears throat> sophie, that's all right you'll you'll enjoy this segment yeah yeah you'll enjoy it sophie favorite races Favourite races? I feel like we've gone through so many already. Um, for a more personal reason, I say Silverstone 2018 I really enjoyed because I actually I went with my dad and that was the first race we've been to in a few years together. And like, it's like a wholesome point of view. I had such a good day. But it was the race where like Kimmy and Louis, Kimmy and Louis, Kimmy and Lewis, who's Louis? Kimmy and Lewis crashed. Didn't and then Louis ended up at the back the grid. <laughs> yeah and there was quite I feel like there was quite a lot of action in that race like we had um like Max ended up um I think he ended up retiring in that race as well um I really enjoyed that for, for like a wholesome moment but um one that I really enjoyed was Germany 2019. It was the day after my 21st birthday, so I was so hungover watching this. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to keep awake for this, but I was hooked. It literally cured my hangover. That race was absolute chaos. Like that, the whole Mercedes pit stop incident, like it was just like, is this actually happening? And I, am, I, am I still drunk? Am I actually experiencing this? It was... Uh, for me, I thought that was, even though it was only a couple of years ago, it's it's still a classic for me because it just was, I, I thought it was an incredible race to watch. Anything with rain is pretty good, isn't it, really? Yeah. We discussed this last week. We said when we want rain, we want changeable because it's that transitionary phase between the dries and the inters or the inters and the wets and back again that creates the the the, the spice that really think, livens up the races i think one of my favorite races i ever did on the f1 game was a seven stopper um brazil 100 percent 
and it got you to the first pit stop. Then it went enters, wets, enters, dries, <laughs> and then I mean, back that, to enters again. That's another that's another one of those tracks that just has its own sort of, well, you, you hear the phrase thrown around the paddock quite a lot, microclimate. Yeah. It's like when you see it at Spa, you can have completely different weather up at Le Com compared to La Source. And it, I think circuits like Spa as like are, are brilliant just purely because they're that vast that you can have different climates at opposite ends of the track. But at the same time, it's un, unreasonable to try and make 23 circuits the same size as Spa purely to have that effect. Like, it's, it's never going to work that way, but it, weather isn't the only thing that would make a race great. Like, I mean, Sophie, you said Silverstone 2018 when Lewis and Kimmy, that came at the middle of like the the Ferrari Mercedes fight, mm-hmm. having come straight off the back of Bottas being spun by Seb at France. So, you know, it's you can look at a race as a classic and then you've got the sort of the how that fits into the season and the 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 greater season narrative. Like this, the season we're at at the minute is always gonna read back as a great season purely because of how close it's been at the front. And it's been a while since we've had that sort of thing, like 2018 with Ferrari, that was sort of like the closest thing we had, but that was more purely on a constructor's level. But 2019, 2020, it was kind of just like, okay, and he's wrapped it up. Like, I, said, I said last week in the, in the Turkey um, post-race that it was at Turkey the year before that Lewis had wrapped it up. Uh, he was the meant he was over a uh, hundred and something points clear, but now it's single digits, and we've still got what, five six races to go, and it's brilliant. It's yeah, I this season has been one of my favourites for a long long time. I think probably the the next best in terms of recent history would be uh, the the Rosberg season, Hamilton Rosberg twenty sixteen. That was that was good, but then you know it's. You, you think back and it's as much as we remember everything with rose tinted sunglasses of um, Seb's dominance at Red Bull was completely outrageous. But then you go back and Schumacher's dominance was the same. And you, you go through history and there's always chunks where one, one team always seems to do better. Mm. And it's like, we're living in that at the minute where we, we were living in it with Mercedes and that's, you know, that's fair play to them. They've done a great job as much as it makes the sport more boring at the minute. We'll look back on it and go, they did incredibly. But yeah, I'd, I'd they, argue they did exactly um, what a team's meant to do. They yeah. found the best car. Yeah. And Red Bull's dominance as well. Everyone, you know, says they dominated in those era, in that era and you look at the results and yeah, fair, fair play. They were, they were the best, but like 2012 was an unbelievable season where, you know, it went down to the wire. And I think that was, was that the, no, 2010 was when it went down to the wire. Yeah. There was a few going down to the wire moments anyway. And, mm. uh, and, you know, had seven different winners in the first seven races uh, in 2012, which is something that 2021 hasn't managed to do. Um, no, but, true. But we yes. have had a lot of people on the podium though, and it has been good to we see. Have. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely um, have. Uh, but there were, you know, in back then, even though Red Bull dominated, McLaren were getting pole, Ferrari, yeah. you know, there was there was mm. loads of different teams getting in the mix. Mercedes dominance, on the other hand, has been you know, clear. Like even yeah. Ferrari didn't have the, the dominance that 
Mercedes have had in the, in recent years, and that's why we've lost so many viewers uh, for, from the from the sport. But they're coming back now after Drive to Survive, and and mm. of course, twenty twenty one being yeah, without a doubt, the best season since twenty twelve. I mean, yeah, the, the the Rosberg versus Hamilton twenty sixteen was only good because that was the only fight we had. Yeah, um, but, yeah. that's the thing though. Is that's the thing because like we've in years gone past, we've had teammates that are clearly in the dominant car, but then haven't fought. Like you, you go back to Shumi with with Barrichello, and it's like get out of the way at Austria, and it's like mm, okay, like I know you're doing it for the for the championship, but you're like you're six races into the season at that point. It's a bit bit early for that. You isn't need it? to go that far back. But it's it's, it's nice to have currently. yeah. It's nice to have the the inter rather than intra team rivalries mm. going on again, which yeah. is something we've we've missed sorely for the last couple of years on a sustained level like yes there was the period after the summer break where ferrari came out all guns blazing uh with extra oil <laughs> but uh yeah it's so you know they they had their their moment to to step back into the spotlight but that was quickly shut down on you know rightly so on regulations but it's now that we're now that we're having this sort of this two teams going about it in two very different ways because that's always been said that Red Bull have like the shortest car on the grid and the Mercedes is the longest and Red Bull going high rake and Mercedes going low rake. It's brilliant to see two different things completely pay off in in such a way and the external circumstances leading to it being even closer than it otherwise could have been. Yeah. Like if Max hadn't had that tie blower in Baku, we wouldn't really be having a conversation of, oh, it's been in single digits for the last six races. It would be Max Max has lost three points from his lead and is now down to like 17 or something. But like, it would still be close. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but you know, it wouldn't be as close as it is. And it is brilliantly close. Very true. Shall <sighs> we discuss the US Grand Prix then? Gotta love Kota. Let's go for yes. it. Yes. Uh, so we'll do the normal um, poll and podium predictions, bold predictions, and Mazapin Bingo. So who wants to go first? Who's, who's brave enough to put it out there? Early doors. Hamilton poll. Which is going for a Hamilton poll. Ben? Uh, Hamilton as well. Sophie? Yeah, I think Hamilton as well. Like, Hamilton's really strong around this circuit, and so are Mick. So, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a Hamilton. Nia? Let's go with Max to switch up. <sighs> Keep in mind, I've never seen a race at Kota, so. <laughs> we told you to get F1 TV. You can watch all the races you want. I do. Very bumpy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt? Bottas. <laughs> I like it. He has he has come on a, yeah. a, a renewed man since he got his future sorted. I know I know there's the whole Valtteri, it's James, please abort, and that whole debacle, but that was he obviously slowed. But he's he's so much more focused, I feel. I feel like he can now just just drive and do what he wants. Rather than, I'm still waiting for the Valtteri. It's James and just complete radio silence. That's that's what I want. Can't can't wait for that. 
That's going to be brilliant. That's not gonna, it's not going to Leave happen. me alone. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Following in his finished tutor's footsteps. Um, I'm I'm going to go Hamilton. And Alex has no gone Hamilton as well. Yeah. Also no surprises there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, podium, Ben. Ham Verbot. Ham Verbot. Uh, Matt? You got up it at least once. Hambot Ver. Hambot Ver. Hmm? Nia? You, you expecting some team orders there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Rick. Wow. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. have conked out. That is, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Sophie? Um, I'm probably going to go same as Matt Hambot Ver just because. No, just are. because. Such a copycat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Mercedes are statistically quicker in the corners and there is 20 turns around Gota. So <laughs> is that your actual thinking is that there's more turns and therefore Mercedes? We more... we love a bit of pseudo maths on this yeah. podcast, all right? I spent about 30 <laughs> seconds trying to work out how many four seconds go into a two and a half minute lap to work <laughs> out exactly how many laps down Mazepin would finish. <laughs> the the pseudo maths on this podcast is top tier. <laughs> no, I just think Mercedes have always they've been strong at this circuit, and like you said, Bottas has kind of bounced back a little bit. And and I heard Max talk. I think it was last week. There was something about him saying he was a bit more nervous. Not nervous. He didn't explicitly say that, but he could. You could tell that he knew this was going to be more of a challenge um, than the circuits we've been racing at more recently. So. Yeah, I think the Mercedes are going to dominate here. Okay. I'm going ham bot pair. Wow. Um, so Max has conked out then. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I've just got a feeling it'll be a Perez podium rather than, than Max. Uh, Richard? Uh, <clears throat> ham Vernor. Because Mercedes power unit. And I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like Norris is going to have points to prove after Russia. So I, I, I want to back him for a good weekend, basically. <laughs> not because I have his hat on the shelf behind me or anything. Definitely not. Yeah, it's passionate. Exactly. <laughs> I went to tennis on Sunday and somebody else had a McLaren hat on. And I had mine with me and I just pulled it out of my bag and just went, so doubles then, yeah? And we actually ended up just playing a match of doubles as as McLaren. So you find you find Formula One fans anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, Boom. even I feel like the supermarket is like one of the main places I see them. Like just someone knocking around in the veg aisle in like a Red Bull jacket, and I'm always like, Matt, look, that guy's got like a Mercedes hat on. I love seeing F1 people out and about, but I've. I never go up and speak to them. I just kind of awkwardly smile as I walk past, That's hoping like, they're going to look and interact with me. But like it never me happens. That's like me at work. Because I work in a cafe. So sometimes see people wearing F1 merch. I'm like, I want to say something, but I'm not going to unless I serve you. Because <laughs> then I feel bad because then I'm already talking to you. Yeah, I've had a couple in work, usually on race day as well, which makes it even more interesting. So you just get their immediate reaction. Um, I think, it was Bahrain, um, first race of the season. There was somebody came in in a Red Bull jacket, and I was just like, "You wouldn't have enjoyed today's race, then." 
Um, bold prediction time. Oh God! Oh wait, we didn't get Alex's podium prediction. What's oh yeah, Hamverbot. Hamverbot. Bold predictions. So these these can be as specific as as you want to dare go. Uh, there is the allure of extra points that I gave yeah. I gave to Nia on that one time that she decided to specifically I, I, name where four people were going to finish. It was both Ferraris and I said both Ferraris and both and Astons, both Astons yeah. in the top ten. I guess where they were. I got it completely wrong, but <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> But the but the lure of extra points was there. It didn't so, offer something like forty five points. It was I think it was like thirty. Yeah, I get, I gave thirty points. So. I did get George not in Q three, but points for his first point. So you did, <laughs> you did. Uh, right. Well, I'll kick us off with Alex just because I've got it right here, and uh, the championship gap will be one point or less by the end of the race. Or less. Or less. So, so, so tied, he's, yeah. He's covering, yeah. yeah. He's covering himself off by like not saying it's just going to be one point. He's saying one or zero. So. Interesting. Nia, like do you want to go next? Um, you know what? Since we said I was being specific at some point, I'll go You will name with... the entire top ten. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'll go with Carlos seventh. Okay. <laughs> You're not getting any extra points for that. It's just, yeah, that's just a standard <laughs> standard bold prediction at that point. I check in a couple other teams. Do I get more points? <laughs> as long as they're very deal. specific. <laughs> we'll come 11th. back to you. Ben. Vettel uh, top eight. Seb top eight. Sophie? Um... George in Q3. George Hughes. That's just a given these days, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes. Not always. Not always. Uh, Matt? If a stopper will break someone's car. Okay. Um, oh, God, that's my go. Um, oh, wait, no, Chris, you can go first. There you go. Yeah. Um, I... Think. Oh, I've, I had it in my head. I forgot it. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not good. Richard, back to you. <laughs> um, I just want to check one number before I give mine because it requires standings. Constructors. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so McLaren are currently on 240 and Ferrari are on 232.5. So I'm going to say there will be a change for third in the constructors. I'm going to go with uh, Williams in the points again. With uh, Coffee Lord Latifi, yeah? No, I'm not specifying. <laughs> if, if either of them makes the points, I'll be pleased. I think everyone at the, the, the factory would be pleased. <laughs> They'll work there. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, so Will Williams points. And now for our sort of Unique segment. Welcome to Mazepin Bingo. The rules are as follows. First of all, Hi. you tell us. <laughs> it's the First only bit of the podcast we have robbed from yours. If he finishes, then if he does finish, will he be lapped? 
And if so, how many laps down will he finish? And finally, on which lap will he first be lapped? There's 56 laps in the race. 56 laps So, Richard, you invented this segment. You can go first. Oh, right. You can let do me... your whatever kind of maths you do to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's highly scientific, really precise. I, I look at the lap record, and then I think that Mazepin goes about three and a half seconds a lap slower than that, and then I work out this is how far many times too much thinking, far I, too much yeah. thinking. Then I work out how many times that goes into the lap record, and that gives me how many how many laps it will be until he gets lapped, which gets ruined if there's rain, <laughs> or a so, safety car, or so anything else. Literally, the last six races, it's yeah. been great. So will he finish, Richard? Um, yes, he will finish. Will he be lapped? Uh, yes. Um, How many times? 56 laps. I'm going to go for a nice round two. And on which lap will it first happen? 23. 23. Nia? I'm going with the same thing I always do. So that's a, a, a yes, 25 and two, yeah? Three. Three laps down, I do apologise. Yeah, yeah, like, God. Sorry. Did that come true on, like, the first race as well? First time we did it, yeah. Yeah. And I've stuck with it ever since. I've, I've changed the two and three sometimes, but that's it. Ben? He will finish one lap down, lap 22. I'm wow, so he picks left. up the pace after that, doesn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. That's, that's 22 yeah. and only one lap down. Jesus. Goes, goes for over half race distance without being lapped a second time. I'm he might be left. a safety car. <laughs> this yeah, is sure. true. Unlaps himself. This is true. <laughs> I'm going to go with yes, he is lapped. Well, yes, he'll finish. Yes, he'll be lapped, obviously. Um, he drives a Haas. <laughs> um, he'll finish two laps down and will be lapped for the first time on lap 21. Okay, right. I've got Alex's here. He said he'll finish two laps down and on 27. Sophie? Hmm, I think one lap down on lap 26. And he will finish? In, yeah, he will finish. Matt? No, he won't finish. Okay, what lap will he DNF? One. <laughs> okay, which corner will he DNF? Turn one. Okay, there we go. There's Matt's prediction. I love it. Is he taking it flat or not? <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah, he is. One game lobby, yeah. <laughs> no rules. Yeah. But simulation damage. <laughs> Ooh, speed. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and finally for this week, uh, that wraps up all the schedule points, but F1 released the provisional calendar between yes. last episode and this. Immediate reactions, everyone? Um, Australia's not thoughts? the opener. Sad, sad Ricardo noises. But it is back to its March slot. Yeah, but it's not the opener. And I know yeah. it's not been the opener for, for long, but, you know, it's been the opener. <laughs> so... I I, I'll be honest, I enjoyed Bahrain as the season opener this year, and I'm very happy it's kept that spot. It was a brilliant curtain raiser. I'll, I'll and I be... do love the track. I'll be happy as long as we actually get to go to Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than, it's on the calendar and we've cancelled it again for the I third time. To, I just want to see a race in Australia. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's so it's so overrated, Melbourne. The only reason people love it is because it was the first race of the season. Well, well we've now got it being new, third, the new track layout now. It, oh, it's just no, it's just dead, isn't it? Like, it's going <laughs> to be the third race of the season. Everyone's got used to the oh F one's back, and they'll go oh Jesus, Melbourne is actually not a good track. Uh, so well, I mean. It has it's following on from Saudi Arabia. So if Saudi Arabia turns out to be a damp squib, then it has hope. Yeah. True. Um, Plus, it's it's the first race back after a week off. We have a double header, a gap, and then Australia. So I feel like that might might help its case in the fact that people are missing F one again because they got used to two races in a row, and now it's just like give me more F one. That's so. the other thing. Um, which call we have. Saudi Arabia next month, and then we have Saudi Arabia again in March at like Bahrain twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. Yeah, mad, yeah. Isn't it? That is yeah. Mad. yeah, definitely. I don't think, I don't Money know talks. Yeah, yes. cash is king. Yeah, <laughs> Netflix straight on that. Yeah. No, I think with Miami on the calendar, I'm so excited for Miami. Yeah, that's I an interesting think, slot. Yeah, I thought they'd do it when they do. Everywhere else in America, America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought they would do it next to Canada. Yeah, just one of those options would have been would have fit in a bit more. Maybe they're like but... maybe they're avoiding some horrific plague bug spawning season that the drivers wouldn't be able to see through. I think they're avoiding hurricane season in Florida. Or that. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we go we we go to Japan in typhoon season, so. It's the same thing. It's just you know, other side of the world. So they got a different name for it. So I don't know. It's yeah. It was. It seemed interesting to me that they put it there. Um, I mean, like you said, I'd have put, put it next seen. to. Oh, there we go. Here comes let's, Chris's classic share screen. Yeah. We we, we do yeah. love one of these. We do. If I have stewards documents on them, but oh god, yeah. <laughs> no stewards documents this week. That's next week. Next week we're back to stewards documents. <laughs> oh god <laughs> because there always is stewards documents to talk about yeah uh, so we're opening in bahrain then Jeddah, melbourne emila subject to contract and miami subject to fia track homologation but i can't remember the last time a track failed that uh then barcelona and um, monaco do we know if they're still planning to change the last chicane at spain not sure yet. If they do, that'll have an a- extra asterisk added to it because they'll need to re-homologate the track again. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I think they were just looking at going back to the old layout, really. But Yeah. Monaco uh, with a three-day weekend as opposed to a four-day weekend. Um, Azerbaijan, Canada. Well, that's not going to work. They normally do everything on a Thursday at Monaco. Anymore. Friday free practices. Ruining the tradition. Unbelievable. Nothing um, is sacred. Canada, Canada, <laughs> Azerbaijan, double header. Love that. Because that's great for the environment. <laughs> the whole sport is a... <laughs> <laughs> um, then we're off to Silverstone, then Austria. So a bit of a switch from that year. Um, then off to Le Castellet. That's very weird seeing Le Castellet here. It's a very odd slot for france well they've swapped us and france haven't they yeah that's that's all that's really happened there yeah um hungary rounding off the first half of the season um 
then into the intensive second half, which is Belgium, Zamvor, Monza, Sochi. I love Back that. to Singapore. It doesn't matter what race calendar we get. Every single year, my birthday is in between race weeks. So I, I never have Sophie's pain of, I never have Sophie's joy of curing a hangover by watching a race because my birthday is exactly in the middle of Monza and Sochi. It's just um, no, no fun for me. The last race at Sochi, everyone. Get the celebrations ready. Big Falls, we don't need to go back. Good riddance. Um, <laughs> then we're going well, back You say to that S- now. This depends on how St. Petersburg performs. <laughs> we might be <laughs> begging to go Sochi. back to Sochi. <laughs> then we're back to Singapore, back to Suzuka, um, the USA, Mexico City, Brazil, and then rounding out this season in November so we mm. managed to avoid going into December again and it's when... Brazil Abu Dhabi doubleheader yes because environment um, and then that rounds off the season uh, the it's first long, season of the it? yeah a lot of races a lot of races I feel bad for the people working in F1 like who have to be there at every race but at the same time I'm extremely jealous of them yeah <laughs> want that job and if not that job matt's job what (laughs) (laughs) um what i don't get is why we have all of the triple headers in the second half of the season it just seems a bit overloading to me why can't we have one or two of them before the summer break why does it need to be two on and one and then two and then one it's just our first uh our first time with cars on track is a five-day test in Barcelona between the 21st and the 25th of February, Joy. followed by three days to Bahrain to the 12th. Oh, yeah, they're doing the split testing again, aren't they? So we've so. got eight days of pre season testing, everyone. Hooray! Oh, no. That's your life sorted for that week, then, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I will admit, I watched every minute of pre season testing this year. I did not this year. I did last year. I did last year, year as well. But not this I, year. I did, and I was just writing scripts and shot lists and all that for college as well. And I was like, I wanted, I want to watch testing, but I've got to do this. And I was like, and I had to teach between the first half of second day. I was not happy for that. <laughs> not tampering through my radio. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually going to have a podcast on a track day for the first time ever. Yay! We'll, we'll have something almost relevant to talk about for the first it's, time it's since contract one. talks got announced on Mondays. It's day one as well, so we'll have we'll get to talk about the oh, day everyone's God. car blew up. Well, it depends if Williams turn up on time. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, I think Williams will be Haas this year. Yeah, be Haas. Yeah, that's true. That's very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Dor- Doralton will spend the dollars on that express shipping. Has don't have the dollars, they have rubles. Next day delivery. <laughs> Next day delivery. Oh, why did you send it Prime. to Russia? <laughs> so, oh, I, don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm excited for next season purely on the fact that we've got such a, a wholesale change of everything. Um but I feel like the the top teams have already done a lot of the work that they've needed to because yeah, they spent all their yeah. cash before the cost cap. Yeah. They got all that work in before they were going to be hindered by any kind of limits. 
was the Ferrari master plan, wasn't it? The the season where uh, the wind tunnel time was decided was the season. I think Ferrari finished seventh or something. So then they get a whole load of wind tunnel time for for this season uh, season coming up. Which is uh, will it will it pay dividends? We'll find out, won't we? The great Ferrari master pulled. plan. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull have pulled a mad one by getting the engines frozen by the next for the next like four years as well. <laughs> Yeah, everyone still Finally tweaks it, it and everyone still manages to go that little bit faster. Yeah. So, Finally gets a good Honda engine. Yeah, let's freeze them, everyone. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, could you imagine the, the pain if they'd frozen it at Alonso's GP2 phase? <laughs> GP2 engine, <laughs> GP2. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't have heard the end of that. I think everyone would have just walked away and just gone, right, we'll have new engine manufacturers, please. <laughs> everyone wants a Mercedes. <laughs> Oh. I still think my favourite one is uh, the engine feels much better, much slower than before. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, he has so many, so many classic quotes, but you know that's what happens when you're around the sport for so long. Yeah. So. That can be for another episode. Classic team radio. No, oh, mate, I got, I got that in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with that, I do believe it wraps up this week's episode um the other calendars for other series were also confirmed this week um f2 f3 fe um but we will talk about them closer to the time um probably formula e first because after formula one stops they start next so and then f2 f3 you say that, but it's literally just me and you who watch Formula E. I was going to say this. This is a, this. This is a you thing, mate. We're yeah. we're, a, we're a Formula One podcast with two people that watch Formula E. So it's a good racing series. It's right. a world oh, yeah. championship. You should watch it. I got the Michelin man. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a Formula E pin on my Formula One lanyard that I wear to uni. So, um, but yeah. Thank you very much once again to Sophie and Matt for taking time out of your busy schedules to be with no us. No problem. Thanks uh, for having us. Really on this it. fledging Formula One podcast. Um, I just love that you guys have created this and all made friends through the Discord because that's what... Off the back I, of your creation, eh? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. what I started it for. <laughs> I, hope, I hope people would have found friends. You're Mother so, Teresa, yeah. basically, aren't you? <laughs> we, we are but building on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> you, have, you have laid the platform. We merely have now got a framework to build around. Yeah. So. But, no, it's I mean, nice to see that people have made friends and it's it served its purpose. It's nice to see yes. that. <laughs> Um, you guys are more than welcome to join us again um, because it has been fantastic having you both on hopefully Alex will be with us that week um, in terms have... of heads up I literally just need five minutes notice because we really we rigorously plan these things to yeah. the, the nth degree so you know, <laughs> if, you're ever, if you're ever feeling like oh Monday evening yeah, yeah. I wonder if, they're, if, if, if they'll have me on just drop me a message <laughs> Yeah, because we will. <laughs> Absolutely will. They're very professional. Yeah. <laughs> but no, once again, thank you very much for taking your time out. Awesome. Uh, to everyone else, remember to like, share, subscribe, all that good YouTube algorithm things. 
Um, and and other listening media. <laughs> Be yeah, sure to buy merch from the WTF1 one store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's <laughs> what Matt really came for. WTF1.com. For the fact, I'm wearing my Veloce hoodie right now. All links, all links to all, all, all links to everyone will be in the in the description. Yeah. All socials um, and everything. Yeah. As always, everyone's <laughs> social media can be found in the description. Do give them all a follow. And you may get to join us one week. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, so thank you very much for watching and listening. And we will see you next week for the US Grand Prix review. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.